Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers, joined by John DeShazer. It is Super Bowl week, and everybody is excited about the biggest game, the biggest stage for the NFL. And while the Saints are not there, they were there back in 2009. We're going to reminisce a little bit with a former player. It was a 31-17 victory for the Saints over the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to bring in running back Pierre Thomas, who played for the Saints from 2007 to 2015, was a big part of that 2009 season. The team itself went 16-3, and and Thomas had 1,095 rushing yards, which was a career best for him. So really outstanding year for him, and to cap it off with the Super Bowl was a lot of fun. So we're going to bring in Pierre now. Pierre, thank you so much for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast today. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for asking and thanks for having me. Absolutely. I mean, it's a big week in the NFL with the Super Bowl being here. Obviously, you're very familiar with that week and what it means. What are some of the memories that come to the front of the mind when you think about this week? Uh, I mean, it's all the nervous, the nerves that's going on. You know what I mean? The butterflies of knowing that you're there is so much going on during that week, you know, and you're just here trying to focus when your attention is being dragged through the media, you know, through family and friends and, you know, just the the business side as well. So you got a lot of things being thrown at you and you're just trying to figure out, okay, what am I doing here? What's going on? How do I handle this? But it's, it's, it's this full excitement and joy. And, you know, you, you see this and you're at the top of, you know, the top of the top and it's just a thrill and just a joy to be there. Blessing. I was just saying. How do those emotions change when you finally get to walk out on the field? I mean, the butterflies were still there. And I mean, before every game, I always had butterflies. I had nerves uh, that was just coursing through my body. But when it was on that, when I got on that field and the very first time I got hit, you know, kickoff, it's just like everything just went away. And it's like, okay, now it's game time. I'm back at it. I'm here. I know what to do. I'm not thinking how big the stage is. Knowing it's the Super Bowl, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to put that in the back of my mind because that's where the distraction would come in. And I just knew like playing throughout the whole week, I had to tell my, my family, my, you know, my friends that all came in town. It's like, hey, do not bother me right now. You know, I don't need any more stress or anything else on my mind right now. I just need to focus on this game and to go out here and perform the best I can, you know, the, use the, the, the God-given talent that I was blessed with. So, I mean, that's all I can focus on. But as soon as I stepped on that field, it just went back to, okay, you already know how to do this. And you did it pretty well, scoring a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Has to be a highlight of your career, I'm sure. I mean, is there anything else that felt like that moment? No, I, I can't say because I don't know if you remember. Um, and I mean, I remember this vividly. <laughs> uh, but I, I watched film and every time I watched film, on, I've seen it, uh, a few people bring it up. But after I dove in, I just point up in the sky. And that's just me saying, thank you to God. Thank you for this journey. Thank you for the drive, the push, the courage, the integrity, the the passion, the talent. Thank you for my family, the friends, the fans, everyone for getting me here. Thank you. And it's like a lot of weight just dropped off my shoulders after that. And I was just ready. And I just, for some odd reason, I just knew we was going to win. But I didn't want to jinx myself. I didn't say it out loud. But I just kept it in myself, in, in my head. And at the end of the game, we did. Pierre, 
how soon after a conference championship game are you ready or is, an, uh, is a player ready to play the Super Bowl? Because, you know, you've got the week between this year, and, and that's got to be excruciating. I mean, after a while, it's like, you know, you, you build up to a crescendo. You're accustomed to playing like every week, every weekend. And now you get this gap here and you, you, you're about to play the biggest game of your life. Even more time for people to, to aggravate you. Uh, yes, that is true. On that last <laughs> part. <laughs> but I think it's well needed to get your mind off of it because we know it's going to be a big, it's a big game. Everybody knows this is the big game. This is the, the, the top of the top. You know what I mean? You either win, you go home. You're taking that trophy with you or you're not taking that trophy with you. So it's, I think it's needed because the balance, all that, the concentration and just to prepare yourself and to prepare your loved ones and friends and everyone around you to prepare them for that, you know, being in that atmosphere and that attention. It's like, hey, the coaches need to deliver that is what I'm glad that Sean did. Sean did a great job of delivering us a message and preparing us before that, before that big game happened. Because uh, I remember, I think we had got a week off as well or something. I know it was a big gap. Yeah. And uh, I remember him telling us right before we was going to end practice, because we practiced a little bit uh, right after the NFC Championship game. And he was like, you know what? I'm giving you guys time off. I want you to go relax, get your mind off the game, get your mind off of everything. But also tell your family and friends to be prepared that your focus is going to be well needed when it comes to week of you know, during, during practice. So you don't need no outside distractions. So I think it's necessary for these guys. And also to give any nicks and bruises, any slow, small injuries, lingering on injuries, it gives a chance for that to heal as well. So I think it's very necessary because like you said, we used to play week after week, being in that rhythm and that rotation. I mean, it, it's good to give your body a rest for a while and let some of those bruises actually heal up because sometimes we don't get a chance to let some of those things heal up. It's just like, okay, you had a few days and now it's like, okay, I'm about to go get this part of my body get hit again, even though it's sore already. So we have to constantly battle that and take care of our body as much as possible. So in that kind of that break and that time, that's when you take care of all the things that you need to take care of leading up to that big game. Because when it comes to that big game, you have to leave everything out there on the field. I know you said you felt like you guys were going to win going into the game, but during the game, was there a, a, a specific play where you said, okay, that, that's the sign right there? Was it ambush or, you know, was it something else? <laughs> so talking about that, I mean, I talked about it a lot. I even said it, you know, for, about the how Sean think outside the box. And this is why I love the guy because he, he's so outside the box. He's not afraid to try things and throw things out there. Knowing many people are not ready for it. But once he said it in the locker room, I'm just like, you know, we gonna win this game because it's like who's who's done that <laughs> you know what I mean Who, who's thought of that and then when we saw it actually and I'm, I'm thinking to myself like yo we're gonna get this back and it's actually gonna work nobody's gonna prepare so I was like I said I don't like to jinx it I don't like to speak it out yet to anybody else until it actually happens and it was like you know I knew that was gonna happen even though it was like people say yeah you you know it's gonna happen now that it happened but it's like no I had that feeling bro and that's what I had. You know, I had that feeling in halftime that when he met, when he announced it, I'm like, oh, snap, we're going to win this game. And then we got it back. And then that's when we went on and I got the touchdown. I'm like, oh, yes, we definitely won this game. And everything just fell into play. Now, you played on the winning team. Have you, have you, I guess, throughout the, end, the course of your career, I'm sure you had, 
talking to somebody who's lost it. I mean, do you get a sense of what that's like for them? Because it's a, you, you talk about sudden death. There's a, there's a finality, you know, there's nothing left after the Super Bowl. no more season left to where you can, you can kind of get it back to someone who's been in that situation. And what, what sense did you get from them? Dan Marino. I was at a signing in California sitting next to Dan Marino. So I already knew who the man was. And I told him, yes, I'm yeah. like, hey, man, thank you for all you've done for the game. You're a hell of a player. And I was like, yo, what is Jim Carrey like? Because <laughs> he was in the movie. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I mean, I mean, Jim Carrey is one of my favorite uh, actors. You know, he's one of my favorite ones. I just loved his energy and what he brought to the table. But he laughed. He was like, Jim is a great guy. And then I had my ring on when we got the signing. And we were sitting there talking. He saw my ring. And he was like, man, I would give anything to go back and win one of those. And just for him, the, the way he said it and how he looked, I mean, I, I damn near wanted to give him mine, but I was just like, yeah, you can't have this one. <laughs> but it's just like, it, it shows you that that means so much to, to us players. You know what I mean? To win that Super Bowl, to be that close. Dan Marino, one of the greatest quarterbacks, you know, in the game, and he never got a chance to win it. And he was there, but never won it. So to hear him say that, you know, and he asked me, how does it feel? And I'm just like, man, words can't describe it. And you're just like, man, I bet. And it's just, it made me feel like, man, I just wish, like, come on, Dan, let's go on the team together and try to get one. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just made me wonder, like, man, I wish you can just, like, I could bring you and just feed you this joy that I feel, this this excitement that I'm feeling that I'm that is coursing through my body. I just wish I could share it with you somehow, somewhere. Yeah, so... Yeah. January 25th, Coach Peyton steps down. Um, I know a lot of you guys tweeted, you know, your your appreciation of him and those kinds of things, but we hadn't talked to you specifically, personally. Uh, just, you know, what did he mean for your career? Because, you know, you were an undrafted rookie and, and they drafted a rookie running back. And Coach Peyton, one of those guys who says, you know, we're going to go by what we see. They went by what they saw. You beat him out. You end up winning the championship with the Saints. So what did he mean for you in your career? Uh, Sean meant a lot. And uh, not only Sean, but Greg McMahon as well, because Greg McMahon was the one. He was my uh, special teams coach in U of I, down in U of I. He's the one who told them about me. And Sean, you know, agreed. They agreed to uh, give me a tryout, you know, to see what I can do. Even though, like you mentioned, they drafted a running back. And I just knew to myself um, that I had to go out here and, and perform with him. You know, Greg McMahon told me, he was like, hey, man, just keep their keep your name in their mouth in a, in a positive way. And that's all I needed to hear to do that. And I laid it all out there as much as I could uh, to show, you know, the community, the organization, you know, city of New Orleans, the whole who that nation, you know, what I can bring to this table, what can I bring to this team? And for Sean to keep me instead of, Antonio Pittman at the time showed a lot, showed me a lot about this man is willing to take chances. This man saw how hungry I was, saw how determined I was, saw the, the drive that I had in me to make this team and to be a part of this organization and also be a part of the NFL. So, and I appreciate that. And then also to go on to hear him continuously use my story you know, as a, as a way to tell all these other guys, like, I don't care where you're from, 
You know what I mean? I don't care who you are, where you're from, where you came from, what all these awards ahead of time, you still have to prove yourself. You still have to prove yourself. And he kept reminding, kept saying it day in, day out. Even when I was there, he kept saying, and I was just like, wow, like that shows that he has a lot of respect for me. And I appreciate that him so I appreciate him so much. And not just only that, it's just we're young men. We're just getting out of college. We think we know a lot. We don't know a lot. We don't know what's really going on in this outside world. We're becoming men. But he showed us that the outside world kind of relates to what we're doing as well. He brought the outside world. He was educating us, not just in football, but just as a man, a human being, and also in business. He was educating us in so many different ways. His speeches that he always gives is always something for you to think about. Always got you questioning yourself or thinking about something it's like, oh, I see what he's saying. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, what did he mean by this? You start to talk and he's just, he's showing us a path and how we should move forward. He's a great leader, outstanding person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, does he, ha- I think he's bipolar as well. <laughs> I'm, only <saying laughs> that, I'm only saying that in a good way because it's like, it's different from off the field. But when you get shot on the field, it's like, oh. This guy, <laughs> but I mean, it shows the passion. It shows the passion that he loves the game, that he loves the sport, and we all have that. You know, my yeah. my attitude and my demeanor is a little different when I'm on the field. I think totally different. You know, I know I I, I know I can't go out there and mess up, and I, I get hard on myself. But I do mess up. You know, and I I can see the passion. I see everybody is willing to win, and I am too. And I love that about them. And I love that about my team, and I love that about Sean. So mm-hmm. I respect everything about that man. And I mean, he put in great years. Um, it's sad to hear that it's, it's over. Maybe he just need a little time out and come back. But I mean, he, 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 he done so much for the community, so much for us players and he deserves everything he's getting. And I just wish him the best. How often do you talk about that 2009 season or talk to players that were on that team? Cause for you, I mean, it was, probably your best season of your career. The team goes 16 and three and you rush for the most yards in your career that year. You scored twice in the NFC championship game. And then obviously in the Super Bowl. So how much do you spend time kind of thinking about that year? Um, well, just to put it in front, I just, I will show you. I thought about it so much. I got a tatted on me. <laughs> so I got my, my number here. And I got XLIV, and I mean, I underneath I got Hall of Fame. But I think about it all the time because that kind of showed the NFL, like, hey, I came to play. I came to win a championship. This is who I am. To tell my story, it says, hey, doesn't matter if any of these kids are not drafted or drafted. They still got to show up. They still got to go out here and do what they have to do. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter about their 40 time, about how much they bench, or whatever. All that is good, but when you're out there on that field, it's totally different. You're going against different men, and you it's like, who's more, who's the beast? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's going to be more dominant? Who's going to be more stronger? Who's going to be more, you know, superior than the other guy? And you're going to have, you're going to win and lose, but who's going to be consistent? And that's the one thing that I wanted to, you know, leave as my mark and saying, like, yo, Pierre was always consistent. You know, he never gave up. He always continue to fight. I don't care if I'm not the the top in the in the NFL. That doesn't bother me. I just want to make sure that people know that I have toughness and I was consistent and I never gave up. That was my only mark. And I believe that showed throughout that year. 
I noticed, you know, through that year that we had something special. We had a great team. And I wanted to dominate as much as I could, but also be there for my teammates and help my other teammates, you know, dominate. You know, Reggie and Mike Bell at the time, I wanted them to get as many touches and all of us do good. That's why they call us the three-headed monster. And I was loving that. Like, that, that, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to share that with my brothers. It wasn't none about selfishness. You know, nobody on that team was selfish at that, that year. And it was just great. And then more guys added on to the next following year and they weren't selfish. So I think about that a lot sometimes when I'm just sitting around or, you know, the football games. And I know Super Bowl, I'm definitely going to think about, you know, those mm -hmm. times and those times because that's something I would never forget. And afterwards, you know, we always see the, the video of the players and their families and the celebration. What do you remember most from the celebration aspect of it or the, even the week afterwards coming back to the city and, and things like that? Well, on the field, uh, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Once we took that last knee and just saw the cafe, I just started running around in shock. Like, are you serious? Like, I just won a Super Bowl? Like, we just won it? I'm just trying to find whoever I can cheer with, like my, my friends, you know, my teammates. I didn't know what to do. And I saw my family, I saw my mother, I saw my father, I gave them both big hugs and kisses. Um, I mean, it, it was still, huh, to this day, it's still unbelievable. I, can't, I just couldn't imagine that, you know, that was happening at that time. And then, like you mentioned, after uh, pre-Super Bowl, like celebration, the, the, the parade, to see all those fans, you know, to see the whole who that nation there and shut down the whole entire city. Almost a million people showed up. I think it was about 800, they said, or something like that, 800,000. It, it touched me in a way. It was like, yo, I helped this community. You know, I helped, we helped rebuild. I was a part of something that helped rebuild a community after a dev devastation that happened a couple of years ago. And just to see all these people out cheering us on and always been behind us. That meant a lot. That meant a whole lot because it was just something like you see out of a movie. You know, you see this out of a movie and it's just like, wow. And you just have to sit there and just let it soak all in and see all the people. It's like, there's times where I wanted to get off the floor and just party with the people, but of course I couldn't do that. <laughs> but it, 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 it's something that I will always cherish, I will always remember, and I will never forget. It depends on the floats and moving. You could have, you know, jumped off your float and, you know, parted a little bit, and then four floats later. I, I I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I could have done that, but the way those that crowd was moving, those fans acting, I, they would have kidnapped me. Because <laughs> they would grab a couple of trying to sell us to come down. Now, I've never asked this. You mentioned Mike Bell's name. Do y'all hot years later? Do y'all give Mike a hard time about those cleats? No. <laughs> not at all because we know we know what it is it's like you know what works for you and yeah sean is like i said when it's when sean is on the field as i said sean is bipolar you know he's good yeah good yes, man he on is. the field but when it's on the field it's like whoa who is this guy <laughs> but no it's all funny it's all fun but sean yeah like i don't think sean is going to get that one you know what i mean but he, like i said that's why i said sean thinks outside the box he think of things like that you yeah. know what i mean he thinks about you know, the, the condition of the field. And it makes you think, like, oh, he, he might be right, you know. I changed my cleats because I understood that, like. Yeah. But yeah. And maybe it didn't work for Mike. You know what I mean? Maybe Mike will feel comfortable with the shoes he had and it'll probably throw him off his game if he changes all of, all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like that, those new shoes and those new cleats can hurt his feet and he can trip over himself continuously. Like, I don't know. You can't really fault Mike for those, those cleats. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Up to him. You, can't, you can't throw that man off his game. Yeah, he was even, I, I can't remember if it was Tennessee this season or somewhere, but he was even talking about cleats that game. He was, you know, we had, make sure we got the right cleats. So he, yeah, he was, he was bad about the cleats, man. Yeah, I mean, the cleats does play a factor. It does play a factor in certain games and especially in certain conditions of the field. Yeah, he definitely was talking about it earlier this year. Uh, speaking of this year and it being the Super Bowl week, I got to ask, do you have a pick for this year's game? Uh, I really don't because I think um, both teams are good. I think both teams are very excited. I mean, I, I really commend the Bengals for, you know, what they've done this season. You know, they, they definitely showed up, you know, after having, you know, tough seasons after seasons after season, and they truly deserve it. But I also think uh, L.A. deserved it too, and I, I'm rooting for L.A. only because of Sean, the, the head coach. You know, I worked – I worked under him when I was with the Redskins, and he's a good coach, great guy. He reminds me a lot of Sean Payton, very smart, uh, very creative, not scared to, you know, challenge, you know, the playing field and, you know, the game and always looking for other ways and new ways to improve. So I, I, I see him a lot, and I, I am a fan of him, um, you know, playing underneath him. He was the offensive coordinator for the Redskins under Jay Gruden at the time, who was head coach. Mm -hmm. We, 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 like, he got my respect. So I, I'm, I'm different. I, I just want to see a good game. I think both teams would, would show a good game. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for, you know, and I wish nothing but the best of love for those guys out there on that field. And, you know, to the best team that wins, you know, I, I salute those, those guys. Yeah. And I'm hoping for a good game too. Definitely. It's always fun to, to competitive. Match. Huh? I said, do you guys got anybody? I heard you just say you you were looking for a good match. Yeah. John? Oh, I got a preference anybody but the Rams. That's who I'm talking about. <laughs> you got something against the Rams? Oh, <laughs> well, you know, they got they got away with the penalty here in New Orleans. And mm -hmm. then here, Saints need them to beat, need them to beat San Francisco to get in. Mm -hmm. And they 17 point lead in the first half. And the Saints can't get in the playoffs. So yeah, I, I I'm taking anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but the Rams this year. Uh, I hear that. I can't get mad at that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people around here are, are pulling for the Bengals because of Joe Burrow and the LSU mm -hmm. ties and that stuff. So for maybe for other reasons as well, like John. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I just wish it was, you know, I just wish for a good game overall. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate the time and it was fun to kind of reminisce on the 2009 no Super Bowl for the Saints. That's no problem at all. Thanks you guys for having me. Thanks so much for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast. Really appreciate Pierre for jumping in, talking some Super Bowl stuff with us. We are looking forward to that game this Sunday. It's always a highlight for any football or non-football fan because obviously people like watching the commercials. So we'll be here for another podcast this week and lots going on still in the NFL season. Thanks for joining us. I'm Aaron Summers for John DeShazer. Have a great day.